0: all right welcome back to another episode of the freedom chasers podcast today we've got a special guest who's transforming the way experts and professionals think about scaling their businesses meet trudy rankin a digital strategist and online business coach she specializes in helping businesses move beyond a limiting one-to-one service model through unique compensation (laughs) this is just not my day i guess um (laughs) the second time that's happened now. We've done 400 of these. I messed up the intro twice, <laughs> how embarrassing. Um, anyways, I'll do it again.
1: Editing is good.
0: Editing is great, it is. It's funny because I've done this enough. I just don't care anymore, but um, (laughs) let's get another shot. Um, Welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Chasers podcast. Today, we've got a special guest who's transforming the way experts and professionals think about scaling their businesses. Meet Trudy Rankin, a digital strategist and online business coach. She specializes in helping businesses move beyond the limiting one-to-one service model through a unique combination of quizzes, courses, and community engagement. Trudy has navigated the challenging transition from corporate life to entrepreneurship, and her story is one of hard work, dedication, and innovation. Her clients have achieved remarkable successes, and today she's here to share some of that wisdom with us. Trudy, welcome to the Freedom Chaser podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on the podcast.
0: Tremendous. So let's just dive right into it. You mentioned the corporate world to entrepreneurship, so I always love to discuss that story a little bit. What did that look like?
1: Well, it's one of those things, like a lot of women, I sort of fell into my career. Chose to stay on with my kids when they were small, but when I did sort of into the to the workforce full time, I fell into project management by accident. Uh, because I was doing some work at an organization and meant to be maintaining what was then a new, very new website. And the the person who was I was reporting to came flying out of the his his office a couple of weeks after I had started working there and yelled at me in front of everybody saying why is the project over budget and I'm going what project what budget nobody's told me anything about this and uh, and then he when he finally calmed down he realized he had really blown it I ended up with chocolates and, and, you know, and a big apology because nobody had told me about projects, that this was meant to be a project. And so I was tossed into the deep end, had to learn really quickly what projects were all about, went away and got certified moved up into from project management into management and then eventually into uh, a chief information officer type of roles um, and really enjoyed that. Really, really loved working around the digital technology stuff, which was really starting to emerge at that stage. And yeah, just, uh, I just enjoyed corporate life and, and found it interesting and challenging. Always had a little bit of a, I guess, an itch that couldn't be scratched as much as I would like within a corporation because uh, sort of a bit of an entrepreneur at heart. So I used to call myself an entrepreneur uh, mm-hmm. and being innovative within an organization and trying to do things in ways that were smart uh, and people friendly.
0: Absolutely. yeah. so I mean haven't spoken with a lot of entrepreneurs yet on this show surprisingly. so I mean I would love to understand from your point of view what the difference is to do it from within a company as opposed to doing it on your own.
1: There's a couple of, well, there's more than a couple. There's a lot of really big differences, I think. And there's pros and cons, both sides. When you're working in an organization and, you, and you're and you in management, you have the ability to, or not even just in management, if you are somebody who has the ability to influence things, whether you're a manager or not, you tend to have a team around you. You have budget. You have people who can do the work that you can't do. and People who are good at things that you're not good at, who can help with everything that needs to be done and in coming up with ideas and brainstorming and all that, when you're on your own, (coughs) pardon me, it's just you, especially when you start out, you're in the process of learning how to do everything. You've got all the hats. You've got to do all those things that somebody else would have done in an organization and everything takes about, you know, 60 times as long, but you're learning all of these skills And you have the ability to set your own agenda. You get to make the decisions. You don't have that bureaucracy. (coughs) Pardon me. I'll just grab a drink. And you're really in a position where you get to set your own direction. You get to decide what you're going to work on. And that freedom is a very powerful thing. But it has to be balanced by the fact that it's going to be slower at least at the beginning, because you simply don't have a team around you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I would love to dive into the entrepreneurship a little bit more. There's got to be a ton of pros to that that I'm totally blind to. Um, So you mentioned like some brainstorming and having a little bit more resources. Is there anything else that comes to mind, like the benefits? Because there's so many people out there that want to be an entrepreneur and they think the only way to do it is to actually be an entrepreneur. And I think there are other opportunities out there that a lot of people are (laughs) overlooking.
1: Yeah, entrepreneurship. So that's it's with an I instead of an E, where you're you're in an organization, um, being able to, I guess, flex that intrip or entrepreneurial muscle inside a bureaucratic organization can be tricky. It comes down to whether or not you have, whether you're working in an organization who has got an appetite for change or whether they're a little bit innovative themselves um, and whether there's the flexibility to try new things. Sometimes you get really lucky and that can be like that. It comes down a little bit, though, to whether the type of business that's being run depends on being like a well-oiled machine Everybody knows the processes, they're clear cut, they're dried. Everybody knows the outcomes, the results that are expected. And if you don't get them, then obviously then people got things to fix. However, if you are in an organization where there's a lot changing very quickly and the outcomes are unknown and you need to figure things out really quickly, it helps being having a little bit of that entrepreneurial, in, entrepreneurial spirit inside the organization so that you are willing to, you know, come up with ideas, be able to try those ideas very quickly and to be able to, and in order to do that, you need to be able to make decisions really quickly. So you can't be trapped inside the bureaucratic ladder of you. everything's got to go right up to the top boss and back down before you can, you know, even sneeze. And, and so you need to, it depends a little bit on the organization that you're working in, the culture of the organization. And your actual own boss and the type of role that you're in, because you can be an entrepreneur in any role in an organization if you're willing to experiment and innovate um, in small ways. Typically, it has to be small ways, but it, it can be something that you can do and you can you can flex those entrepreneurial muscles in quite fun ways if you're willing to do that and if you have a boss that's willing to let
0: you do that. Absolutely. It's funny because I think about it now in retrospect, right? Like before I became an entrepreneur, I was born to be an entrepreneur, right? Like it was my thing. I should have been doing it the whole time. I even thought I should have been doing it, but I didn't take the action. And once I took the action, it was was fairly quick success. But I'm thinking in retrospect now, because as you mentioned, as an entrepreneur, your job is essentially to grow and get better. Um, I would wonder how it worked now me working in an organization with my actual entrepreneur's experience as opposed to the rawness. Um, but it's also, I could see so many potential conflicts there. So it's like, oh, we're going to do it this way. And it's like, well, we're going to do it this way. This is the way we're going to do it. Like I could just imagine so many fights happening uh, with my personality now, but I also think it could be ben- beneficial too. So, I mean, it's just interesting. Um, <laughs> it's cool. Thank you for diving down that road with me. Um, I would love to talk about what you're doing in business now um i know you guys focus on asking great questions in the form of quizzes and i I can't wait to get into this because obviously as a podcast host asking great questions is important to me so let's talk about how um, you guys are utilizing this strategy in your business
1: yeah sure it's it's sort of understanding how quizzes and good questions can really help your business sort of came came about when i was still fairly early on in my Uh, entrepreneurial journey after I'd started up my business I ended up having the year from hell um, where where a big you know a big piece of work fell through at the last minute and I was scrabbling trying to figure out what in the world should I be doing and I got introduced to somebody who was setting up a new SaaS platform or software as a service platform uh, that allowed you to create quizzes and what I didn't realize at the time was that it was a an incredibly powerful introduction into one of the the best marketing tools in your toolkit that you can have. And, and as I, uh, and I went in and I, because of my background, I was interested in the software side of things. And, and, and then I got into the quiz and the question side of things and realized that you could use it for so much more than just marketing. You can use great questions to help you understand your customer better so that you can then everything you do is so much more highly personalized around what the customer needs not what you think they need not what you want to give them but what they actually need and you can be you can be checking in with them to find out you know what what have they tried what are they working on what do they want to achieve what's the gap how do you how do you then tie in what your skill set is with with what they need and what can you offer them and how can you help them sort of make that leap from where they are now and move them to the next step and start to help them build some momentum, next step, next step. And so using quizzes and great questions is is a way to, to just get really strong clarity. You take the clarity that you get and you take what the customers have told you, you build it into your website copy, you build it into your email nurture series, you build it into your social media, you build it into your ads, you build it into everything that you do so that people, when they hear you talking to them in whatever form, text, video, whatever, they actually going to recognize themselves in what you've said. And then they're going to basically say, hey, she's, she's reading my mind or, you know, she understands me that, you know, Maybe she could give me a hand. Maybe she could help out. So, for whatever organization is is using a form of it can be a it could be a quiz, it could be a survey, it could be interviews where you're asking people questions, and and that's obviously a, a very well known thing. You know, you get focus groups where you set a group of people down and you ask them questions and things like that. The question part is is really important. The great thing about an online quiz is that you 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 don't have to have the the face-to-face focus group, you know, you can actually just get a lot more responses a lot more quickly just by getting people to jump online and answer your questions. And and it's, I found it to be quite powerful, particularly when working with an organization that's very small, you know, basically they're, they're small. They, they, they may, they may even just be solopreneurs, but they've, they've got people who help them. So they do have a bit of a team around them maxed out their capacity to serve on a one-to-one basis and they need to know what they can do to actually expand out their offerings, well, you can start by actually using a quiz to ask your, your current customers, people who already know you and people who have heard of you, they can come to your website and answer, you know, a- and answer questions to a quiz, but you use a really short, sharp quiz to find out what would be helpful for them. Use that to then build out a deeper understanding of the different segments of people who are interested in what you have to offer. And then you, you, you basically refine your offerings to match each particular segment or group who've come through. And so it's the data. The data side of things is really, really important and interesting. At least for me, I find the data side interesting looking for patterns. But it's, there's, there's real power in just, just talking to your customers.
0: Um, I could not agree more. Um, Like, no kidding. Um, Market research, which is essentially what these quizzes are, is one of the most valuable things in the world. And it's tremendously, um, it's like heartbreaking almost, um, how many, how few people actually do it. You know, like, and it's like, there's so many people out there that conceptualize things and they create things that they don't even know if anybody wants it yet or they want it. Like, oh, I'm making this thing for me, and and that's great. You have one potential buyer at least. Um, (laughs) But knowing that and having a defined avatar is so important too. Like, there's so many people, like, oh, I just want to help business owners. Like that, you can do that, I suppose, but it's a lot easier to help a very specific type of person because, as you said. Once you know what they want and what they need, how they speak, the words they use, it's a lot easier to get them to buy than just trying to please everybody in the world. Um, so what else do you think people are getting wrong when they're doing this type of behavior? The market research type things, I think a lot of people are getting selfish and, and like I think that's part of what's holding, holding them back. Because if you ask people what they want, and you give it to them, it's hard to not have fans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right yeah no i, I I'm, I'm not so sure you know it's it's almost like i mean in a, in a way you could say that people are getting it wrong it's more like people and you were saying you know people basically are being selfish but in some respects it's not really that it's people don't know what they don't know and they and they especially for small businesses that it can be it can be scary going out and talking to people and reaching out. And a lot of people, especially small business owners, make the mistake of thinking that market research is only is something that only big businesses do. Whereas in actual fact, market research is simply the act of talking to your potential customers. That that's what it is. And and you want to do it in the most efficient and effective way possible. And if you're somebody who finds it really difficult to reach out to people that you don't know and ask them questions without having built a relationship first, that can be really tough. And so it, 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 having a quiz just makes that process easier, makes it a lot easier because you, by using a quiz, you're kind of breaking the ice. If people are willing to answer the quiz, answer the questions, means they have an interest. If they have an interest and they know you were the one asking the questions, it makes it a lot easier to reach out to them and say, hey... I hear, you know, I see that you answered these things this way. Would you be willing to jump on a call with me? And, and we could just talk about it for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And I could ask you a few more questions. It, it just, it takes away that, that, that cold fear factor or you know, that whole loathing of cold calling um, and, to, and talking to people that you just don't know. And so, and so it's more like, it's more like people just need to know that this is a thing that they could use this technique and using this technique is going to give you so many benefits in so many different ways if you take the time to do it and to do it well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's something that you could actually use as a cold call pitch, honestly, because you could be like, hey, we're doing some market research. I just have a couple of questions for people in your field. Would you be interested? I think if you ask 10 people, three or four people would probably do it just because most people don't get that type of cold call, right? Um, So (laughs) they might just hang out with you for that. So I would love to talk about, like, the concept of creating a quiz is not all that challenging to figure out. And there's tons of forms out there to do it. But how do you actually get people to engage with the quiz? You could do the follow-up to the warm call, which is tremendous. I love the idea. I hadn't thought of it yet, so I'm going to do it now. (laughs) So (laughs) how do you get people to engage with the quiz? Well,
1: you do have to step back a little bit and think about a couple of things, two or three things, actually. The first thing is, is, is that you need to think about your customer and the things that you already know about them. And, and basically think, well, where are they in their journey of what they want to achieve? Not what you want them to achieve on their buyer's journey. What is it that they want to achieve on their journey towards success? And then you've got to work backwards and think, well, what do I, how do I help them? What framework am I using to help them? what little step of my framework if they were if they were able to answer a few questions just the act of asking those questions is going to trigger some thinking and then if you were able to give them a results page you know that once they once they finish answering the questions they're going to see some information some content if that content creates an aha moment for them you're going to be able to have taken them from this little step to this little step to that next little step in that journey and, and once they've taken that little first step, then it's your job to use email or you know, nurture sequences or however you do it to take them to the next step and the next step and just get that momentum going for them. So what, <coughs> me, what that means, though, is, is that you have to be very specific in terms of which little tiny chunk of your framework you're going to turn into a quiz. And in that quiz, you need to make sure that you are asking really, really thoughtful, insightful questions that are A, going to give you the data that you need, and B, are going to create that thinking process for them in their minds. Because you want them, you want to trigger that thinking process and go, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. I need to know more. I, I need to do something a little <laughs> bit different. Maybe I should do this extra little step. And so in order to get people to engage with you, A, they have to recognize them. It has to be something they're interested in have to recognize themselves as being open to answering those questions. And it helps a lot. In fact, it's a critical point. You have to have a really high curiosity factor. And that curiosity factor has to be about themselves. So when you think about your headline for your quiz and your blurb that introduces your quiz, it basically has to be all about them and what they're going to learn about themselves and their journey if they answer your quiz questions. And that's the, that is the crux of it. You, you, it needs to be, every single question has to be relevant. Every single, single question needs to make them think, and it needs to give you the data that you need so that you can then diagnose where they are on their journey so that you know how you can help them.
0: Did that answer your question? When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. And the results prove this. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secret that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is why we have opened up a few one-on-one coaching slots with Freedom Chasers Coaching, where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are and where you want to go and most importantly, how you want to get there. Where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are, where you want to go, and how you want to get there. The benefit of working with Matt and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 successful people Every single week, we have accumulated hundreds of seven figure strategies and gotten the inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We are able to work with you to pick the strategy that will fit the best and then help you create the custom plan and steps to take you quickly into financial freedom. The fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. I mean, I, I just, I have to compliment you. I love how calculated this quiz approach is because we're talking about so many layers. Like, I mean, we have a lot of real estate agents in our audience. So I think we're probably talking way above their head right now in a lot of ways, but there are so many layers that you have here that are just, um, I love it because I mean, the simple concept of a quiz is not that difficult, but you're also, you're trying to tie the quiz to the customer's journey. You're incorporating so many versions of copywriting into this like you want to know what they are. Um, that the headline to the quiz is directed to the person which is you know something you learn as a copywriter everybody's selfish right we everybody thinks about themselves more than anybody else and that's just human nature. Um, and you've able you've been able to put so many steps to this. Um, so I'm just loving it I mean honestly it's just it's, it's such a layered approach to something that sounds so simple.
1: It, it is it is it is it does sound simple on the face of it and you I, and I think it's been a little bit I, maybe I shouldn't use the word tainted, but maybe I will use the word tainted by by you know the kinds of quizzes, the fluffy quizzes that you see, you know what kind of what kind of Disney princess am I you know and but the thing is that you have to realize is that the people who do those quizzes actually kind of want to know that. They want to know that. And the data that they provide by answering those questions is gold for whoever that put that quiz together. It's hugely, hugely valuable. And so I guess for myself, I would, I would never have a quiz that was called, you know, you know, blah, blah, you know, what kind of Disney princess. But you, that is one of the main types of quizzes that are out there is that what type am I? And it can be related to so many different types of businesses, so many different industries, so many different niches. And, you know, basically, you know, even for, you know, coming back to your, your saying that a lot of, and I know that a lot of your listeners are in real estate. You know, my husband and I, we, we love real estate. You know, we, we've we spent yeah. years doing up and houses and apartments and, you know, buying and selling and things like that. That's been one of our hobbies that have, that's actually paid for itself over the years. Um, but the the reality is, is that on a, on your website for a real estate agent, you can have a quiz that basically helps you discover what kind of buyers are coming, what kind of people are interested in the services that you offer. And you may end up discovering that actually there's a whole sub niche in your market that you didn't know that you could serve Uh, because you didn't know it existed or you didn't think people were that interested, you know, you might end up, because my husband, I'll just, just really quickly, my husband and I have sort of flipped from, from doing up houses and apartments to doing up camper vans and surprise, surprise, the skills that you need to renovate a house are the same for ones that you need to renovate a camper van. And so it's, it's just a, a fascinating thing. And it's just Something that if you if you think about it enough and you talk enough to your customers and you understand the questions and concerns that they have and the journey that they're on, you can create any kind of a quiz that's going to help them and you get them what they need.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So just tying back to your point earlier, like you don't know what you don't know. Um, You mentioned the Disney princess quizzes, which obviously you see them all the time. And I'm kind of curious which Disney princess I am right now. I wouldn't do the quiz, but I'd like to know. Um, (laughs) I I think it's hilarious or not hilarious, but I mean, I I didn't make the connection that there's somebody behind these quizzes. I'm sure they have a reason for them. And, And it's probably almost definitely market research. and They're able to gather all of this information from the people that are filling it in and they tend to have ages and fun stuff like that too, right? So I'm I'm connecting dots now that I never would have even considered. So thank you for opening that door. Um, um, I'd have to like point out to the people that are listening too, like you don't have to start off being tremendous at writing copy and understanding where people are on their journey. You could make it very, very simple as she said. What type of kitchen do you like? and then put four pictures Um, and and start from there and and expand upon what you started with and start adding the complexities and the layers as you start to understand and and understand what your audience is. Um, Tremendous stuff. Um, (laughs) This is great. Um,
1: I mean, you can like, you could even have things like, you know, if you're, you know, what kind of, what kind of buyer are you, if you're this kind of buyer here's a, here's a a checklist of things for you to pay attention to when you're looking at houses to buy. And by the way, if you'd like some help with that, I'm, I'm here, here's my number. You know, it's, it's just, just it's just that process of tying back what you can offer and how you can offer it. And maybe stepping outside of your comfort zone a little bit, tying that back to what the person needs and, and thinking about it from their viewpoint. Uh, It makes a big difference.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the whole world. I mean, there's a whole business is found like I would consider, you know, sales, marketing, copywriting, like the three most valuable skills there are besides leadership, right? Those are the three big ones. And and guess what? They all feed into each other, right? Yep. Um, and they all benefit from being able to ask good questions, every single one of them. Um, I think yep. sales in particular is, is really the, the fastest way to make a lot of money quick, as long as you can talk to a lot of people. And one thing that... I think I got wrong is I used to think sales was like a high pressure thing. It's like, oh, a salesperson is really good at at getting somebody to do something they don't want to do. And I think that is the public perception. And what a really good salesperson truly is, actually, is they're really good at asking good questions, understanding what somebody wants, what their pains are, what their motivations are, and then being able to articulate quickly. I like to say the less I talk on a sales call the better um, it is quickly articulating how I am the solution from where they are and where they want to be. And that's it. I think people overthink that a whole lot.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and people find sales scary because it is scary. Cause nobody likes a pressure, somebody putting pressure on them to, to make them buy something that they don't want. Uh, and, and I'm sure people have been put in situations like that, but it's for me, it's more about building rapport and relationships understanding the other person and what they need if you can help them you help them if you can't you refer them to somebody else Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely because the long play is always going to work a lot better Um, always always because if you're in business because obviously if you're an entrepreneur hopefully you want to do this for a very long time right so you play the long game over and over and then you know really um, what i tell anybody that's like weary of jumping into this game is like if you just talk to people every day and let them know what you do and try to help everybody you talk to. It's very hard to lose in this game. (laughs) It is very hard to lose. The challenge is not talking to people and not letting them know what you do and not trying to help people. There are certainly people out there that are selfish. Um, So this has been so great. I'd love to talk about some of the other stuff you're doing. I mean, I feel like I talk about these quizzes forever because you're so knowledgeable in it. But um, let's talk about The online coaching that you're doing, because you mentioned that you use the quizzes to grow a community. Which, if I was to add a fourth layer, it would be community, right? (laughs) Um, Sales, marketing, copy, community, and code would be number five. Um, But yeah, let's talk about building that community with what you're talking about now.
1: Yeah. So so yeah, it definitely quizzes do definitely come back to help with that. I'll just back up just a little bit before COVID happened. I was able to uh work with the Australian federal government that they were they were funding through a grant program that they were they were running as an experiment um, uh, to teach people how to start an online business. And these were not just anybody, they were people who were specifically carers or caregivers. So they're working with somebody in their family, they're responsible for somebody in their family. Um, who has a disability or severe illness or or injury. And because of that, they can't go and get a job. You know, their whole focus 24-7 is on this person that they're looking after. Um, And also people who are age 50 plus who are at risk of long-term unemployment, which is actually a big problem worldwide, actually. And and so they they wanted to run this program that that I had put together, online business liftoff program, just to see if it, you know, it was going to help people over the longer term reduce their dependence on state aid or federal aid. And so ran this program and we we basically, as we were getting set up and reaching out to people and, and saying, hey, this program is here, would you like to participate? We found that not having a quiz, we were getting very, very low take up rates. And then we put together a quiz and used ads to drive people to the quiz. And and got people to answer the questions in the quiz. It actually hugely hugely increased our interest rate, our take up rate, and we ended up uh, having to close down our ads early because we filled up all of our available spots. We had a waiting list, and we couldn't. We just simply couldn't take any more people. And so having having a quiz allows you to get started, and then we went through the program. We taught over, over hundred people how to start their online business. And then we said to them, Hey, would you like to be part of our community? Here's what the community looks like. Here's what we can do to help you continue to grow and build your business. And because we'd run that quiz, we had a really good idea of who those people were, where they were at, and basically formed a community that lets us focus on helping and support them as they continue on their entrepreneurial journey. And that was, that was my own personal example. And I'll give you another other quick example of how quizzes can help with community. And that is if, if you have a a community already, one of the things that are really, that, that, that's a critical metric is churn rate. How many people are coming in, how many people are leaving, is one bigger than the other. You hope that the coming in is bigger than the leaving number. And so basically I've been working with somebody who, and I won't say who for confidentiality's sake, but um, they, there's a big it's a big, well-known membership community. And basically they want to be able to s- Focus and they have an intense focus on serving their community well, but they wanted to be able to take the information that they were getting from their intake forms and they wanted to put a quiz in place that asks people why they're leaving or why they have left and then use the data from those two things to actually understand where the patterns are and what the potential trigger points are for people who are at risk of leaving so that you can do something about it. And what's happened over the time that we've been working together on this is that they've ended up going back and redoing their, ontake, their intake form mm-hmm. to, to refine and hone the questions that are there because it's like anything else, rubbish in, rubbish out. If you're asking the wrong questions or you ask the right question in the wrong way, you're not going to get the data back that you need. And so by, by using quizzes in this way, and you, or you could call it a survey or you call it a quiz, but you basically are able to then go back and look at what people have told you, look at what you're doing, do it better, and then just keep doing that in a, in a cycle, a repeatable cycle where you're looking at what you've got, refining your questions, refining your approach, and, and just taking action on what your customers are telling you, because this is this is a secret. It's what your customers are telling you, using what they're telling you to refine what you offer. Like you said, you give people what they need and what they want, they're going to love you. So, yeah, that's, that's just another example of how quizzes can help with the community side of things.
0: Oh, absolutely. And there's, there's so many layers to that, too, because like, that, like that's the whole concept of what an exit interview is. It's like if you understand why everybody leaves, whatever your offer is right, you have ways to try to prevent that from happening. It's like, oh, I didn't get a quick win. I didn't sell something quick enough. So your, your solution to that is to try to get them a quick win, right? So as long as you're listening to people, you could endlessly improve whatever your offer is, as you stated. But on top of that, it's, it's always valuable information, like especially when you're, you're writing copy or something like that. Or if you're telling somebody else to write copy, your, your goal should be to have almost an objectionless call. Once you get them to the call, because you could address everything that they object to before they get to you, if you're paying attention, but that's the big, if because it's hard to pay attention.
1: But that's, that's what quizzes are brilliant at. Like I've been working with a somebody who's a, a business book coach, and that was one of the key things that she wanted to use the quiz for was to be able to, well, two things. One was to be able to address objections both through the quiz and through the email sequence that followed up, so that by the time she got to the call, A, she was talking to the right people who were ready for her right then, and B, she wasn't talking to the people who were not right for her at all, ever. And so it actually helps you, and coming back to the example with the community um, where they're working on trying to reduce churn rate, the other thing that the quizzes do that we really don't talk about very much, but it's a really important component is that it's it helps you weed out the people who are not right for your community from the very beginning so that you they don't get accepted into the community. And then you don't have to deal with all of the issues that arise because you've got the wrong people in your community. And and so it's the same for the community, but it's also the same for this this business book coach is that making sure that the people that she's spending time talking to are are the right people so that she's not wasting her time and she's not wasting their time, and it actually ended up saving her a lot of time on calls that you know went better because she was addressing objections, but also on on calls that she didn't have to have because she didn't have to talk to those people.
0: Well, it's a beautiful too because if you're having a sales call with somebody that you has done a survey or two or three, you could really understand what they are and what they need before even getting into the call. And as you said, it's a fantastic qualifying. Um, you could qualify them based on what you're looking for. Like as you kind of started, or at least the way I saw it, it's like you're focused on helping people go from one to one to groups. So you're you're probably more in the middle of the entrepreneurial journey than at the very beginning, which is awesome. And, I'm in the same boat to be in the, so it's my preference. But I mean, what you're doing is you're making sure you're talking to the right people. You're you're talking to people that can afford your service and they're ready for your service. You're not trying to sell it to every single person that's breathing essentially, which is what a lot of people do. Um, So there's just, again, the the layers and complexity of this are amazing. Um, Let me ask you about that. So like, what my thought of this? It sounds like it's the wonderful way for the introverted entrepreneur to really get a grasp and and to not have to leave their comfort zone too much, which I think is tremendous. I think, obviously, you have to leave your comfort zone to be good at this game, but it's an easier way than picking up the phone and cold calling and stuff like that. Um, Would you consider yourself on the introverted scale?
1: I'm what they would call an ambivert. I'm right in the middle between introvert and extrovert. I, I love talking to people. I really enjoy being around people. There are times when I need to just be by myself so that I can just recharge, but I, I'm just kind of like in the middle, but I know people who are at the extreme ends of the scale and especially people who are extremely introverted. And it's, it's not so much about the introversion side of things. It's more how confident they are around people. Quizzes make it easier to be confident around people and ask and knowing how to ask great questions makes it easier being around people, because if you, if you know how to ask questions and how to focus your questions on, on something, it's just so much easier to talk to people. It's easier to start a conversation. It's easier to have an interesting conversation. So, I mean, that's got even, and it's not even a quiz, but it's, it's just talking to people. So the, the heart of a great quiz are the great questions. If you know what people have said about those questions, they're no longer a stranger to you. And so it's just, like I said earlier, it's just so much easier to talk to people if you know a little bit about them.
0: Oh, absolutely. And if, if you learn how to ask good questions, you'll learn that people love to talk about themselves. So you actually don't even have to talk that much. If you could ask a decent question or two, like you could talk to people for hours and barely talk at all, and they will love the conversation. So for, for the introverts out there, I promise you, it's it's not as hard as it looks. Um, just, just get good at asking questions. And just for some context, I, would, you, I love what you said about the confidence, because confidence is everything. I think a lot of people mislabel themselves as introverts that are actually extroverts. Um, I would consider myself there. I was a very insecure extrovert. It's like I wanted and had to talk to people, but I didn't know how to do it, and it scared the hell out of me. Um, but as soon as I figured it out, it was like, oh, this is a, this is wonderful. I love this. Um, so I think there's probably the the the, the reverse of that scale too. Um, there are int- well, I don't even know how that would look. But anyways, <laughs> self awareness is important, is what we're trying to say, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, I love it, Trudy. I wish I could talk to you forever, but the whole hour is almost up already. Um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to learn how to incorporate your strategies, what would be a a good way for them to do so? Well,
1: there's a couple of different ways. Um, they can they can go, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, and if you if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's really important that you say where you heard me talking. Uh, that you you know I was talking to Tim, and and that that you'd like to connect because I do get a lot of connection requests. And if I just get a generic one that's you know there's no context behind it, I will usually say no. But I love connecting with people on LinkedIn, so just give a bit of context, and I'll be happy to chat with you there. Um, and or or you can come if you're interested in learning more sort of sort about the whole sort of quiz side of things. If you come to the online business uh, liftoff.com website, there is a page there that talks about our quiz creators program, our quiz creators course. uh, And basically it's called quiz creators course plus dashes online business liftoff.com forward slash quiz creators course plus dashes in between. And they can come and have a look there, or you can just send me an email from the, from the um, website. Uh, I'd be happy to happy to uh, chat with you that way, and just get in touch.
0: Well, absolutely. This has been tremendous. Um, anybody listening, there's a wealth of information here. Um, Trudy, thank you for sharing your life and your business on this store or on this podcast. Um, and to those of you out there chasing freedom, there's a tremendous, tremendous power out there if you just understand who you want to sell to and, and what they want, and, and just finding every opportunity you possibly can to just give them what they want because that makes life a whole lot easier so tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable and before you know it you too will be living a life of freedom so thank you for tuning in and we will catch you on the. please like comment share and subscribe engagement is like gold to us we can't do what we're doing without it Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show.